0: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Sunday, January 30th edition. I am Santino Gacone. I'll be running this one solo for you. Uh, we have... A total of eight games on the docket, broken up into two slates. First slate starts at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, has two out, two games at 1 and a 3.30 game in there. And then we have a late-game slate. That uh, tips off at 6 p.m. with one game at 6, two at 7, two at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a fun one. should be fairly quick. Uh, we do have a lot of injury reporting uh, news on the injury report here, so... Uh, A lot of things changing and and whatnot, but try and get through it as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible. Uh, Without further ado, let's kick it off. Uh, We have the first game on the docket, the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Atlanta Hawks. We have a -a 224.5 game total. The Hawks are seven-point home favorites. On the injury report. I'm just going to read it all at once. Sequoia, LeBron, none, all out. DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young, Anthony Davis, questionable. Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, both probable. I will start with this one. Um, and Anthony Davis is expected to play. Uh, they upgraded him to probable uh, after the official injury report got released. And I'm doing this in the morning of Um, so we should expect A.D. to play, Rust, uh, well, I said Russbrook, Westbrook to play, and, and Monk to play on the Lakers side, which will tip off first. Uh, Russ had himself a big game without those two guys uh, in the last one. Dropped 35 actual points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, had a monster second half after a very poor first half. Um, starting to turn things around. The last that, that game, hopefully that's a sign of things to come, uh, but his shooting percentage in the last Four games, the lowest of that of those four games, fifty percent from the field. Uh, not great from the three point line, um, but starting to shoot a little bit better, play a little bit better. Uh, and last game he only had one turnover, so that is something better there. With that said, ninety five hundred for him. Uh, I I do think this is a very good matchup, uh, and with only three games on the docket, I will take a look at him. Ad had a monster game against Philly at fifty 59- nine. And a half fantasy points, he's only 100 more. Um, He's also in play, but I'd rather take a chance at Westbrook here. Uh, And Malik Monk, 4,500. No LeBron James. Uh, We know he didn't play in the last one. uh, But against Philly, he still had 13 shots in that one. And against Brooklyn, he had 13 shots. Um, So at only 4,500, if he's going to get mid-teens, low teens to mid teens shot attempts, I do like that. Um, And that game against Philly, he was only 3 of 13 from the field, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. He's been much better than that. Uh, and he still had 26.5 points, so he still brought back value, uh, exceeded value, and I uh, didn't play particularly well. So I do really like Malik Monk here. I think that's a great value. Um, and, and Russell Westbrook, my two favorites. Stanley Johnson, see some extra run here too without LeBron James. I've been playing minutes in the high 20s. He's under 4K, just a guy you can squeeze in if you're going real stars and scrubby here. Um, and those are the guys that I like the most there. On the other side of the ball, a lot of it's going to, have to hinge on whether um trey young plays or not that is a massive amount of usage uh the ball is usually always in his hands so we we need to know if he's if he's going to be a go for this one um because not just shot attempts that go up not just playmaking but just having the ball in general uh he's he really has the ball in his hands the majority of possessions and the majority of those time, um, of the time of those possessions. So if he's out, it really shakes things up big time. Uh, but if he's in 10-2, he put up 55 points against the Lakers in their lone meeting on 8 of 21 shooting. Uh, he had 25, 14, and 9, a near triple-double. No defensive stats in that one either, and 9 turnovers, and he still had 55 points. If I told you a guy shot 8 of 21 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3, uh, had 9 turnovers and 0 defensive stats, and he still put up just about 55 fantasy points. That is a monster day. Um, so yes, 10-2 for Trey Young. If he to go isn't a great spot, and we know point guards have been just tormenting the Lakers for the last few years, and especially this year uh, without Alex Caruso, who was their best uh, perimeter defender for a few years there. Um, outside of that, again, gotta gotta make sure uh, Young and Hunter, Hunter to a lesser extent, are in uh, or out. If Trey is out, Bogdanovich at 4-8. Who I like, regardless, uh, just becomes a much better play. Back-to-back games of 30-plus fantasy points here um, in the two games that he came back after missing nearly two weeks, 12 days. Um, but if there's no Trey Young, he's he's going to be the the lead ball handler here. Uh, so I do really like him, and I, um, we'll get the news early. But 48 with Trey Young, I like. I think he's going to be bring back value regardless in this matchup. Without Trey Young, he just becomes one of the best plays, uh, value plays of the night. Or day, I should say, because this is the day slate. Um, And then if there's no Trey Young, I do like John Collins as well. 6400 that's just a very solid price tag. With Trey Young, not as much. Uh, The matchup is still pretty solid. No LeBron James. uh, But I I, I won't be going there. I think there's better options. But without Trey Young, he gets a bump. So does uh, Kevin Herter. And then, depending on what happens with DeAndre Hunter, um, maybe Gallinari at 4-2 also gets a nice run here. Maybe Delone Wright, who if you're really digging deep, uh, you can look at, but uh, for me, I'm looking at Bogdanovich, and then depending on Trey Young, Herter, Gallinari and a little bit of John Collins here. And then if Trey Young plays, obviously Trey Young. Uh, Capella at 6-2, I, I glossed over him. Um, he didn't have himself a great game in the first matchup against these guys. Probably be a little bit better here, but um, I'm, I'm going to uh, pause on that for now. All right, jumping on over to the next game at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Charlotte Hornets. We have a 2.26 game total, and the Hornets are five and a half point home favorites. On the injury report, Gordon Hayward, Jalen McDaniels, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, all out. Nick Batum, Kelly Oubre, both questionable for this one. Start with the Clippers. Um, this is just a Fast, fast fast-paced matchup. We know anytime you're playing against the Hornets, uh, you're in a very good spot as an offensive team. Uh, Marcus Morris might be seeing some time at at center, uh, but he hasn't played particularly well lately. The last two games, he's 4 of 20 shooting. I do expect a better bounce back from him, uh, but I don't know if I want to pay that price at the moment. I do like Reggie Jackson here. Um, He has... Really, the last three games, 16, 19, and 21 minutes, he's gotten really down uh, on the minutes there. But I think they'll they'll bounce back in this one uh, at only 5300. Now he's a very reasonable price. He was in the mid six ks for a while, uh, but now only 5300. I think we can take some chances on him, hoping that his minutes jump back up to uh, respectable high twenties, low thirties there, uh, like they were previously. I do prefer him slightly over Amir Coffee just for the upside. Uh, but though uh, Amir Coffee is another guy that's uh, in a pretty good spot, especially when we're seeing that there's a questionable tag for um, Nick Batum in this one. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, another guy, high 20s minutes the last two. He was out of the not out of the rotation, but pretty much not playing much minutes in the teens three games before. Uh, but now his minutes are climbing up a little bit. Uh, Batum might be is questionable for this one. He might be out. Uh, and that's something to keep an eye on because that just opens up minutes for pretty much everybody. Everybody's just going to be bumped down or bumped up. Um, In the last two games that he played, 26 and 27 minutes against both teams in Florida, uh, he was pretty respectable, 24 fantasy points and 37 fantasy points. So um, if he can continue to get that role in the mid to high 20s, 4,400 is a solid price tag for him, uh, and I do look for him there. But Jackson, Bledsoe, uh, Coffee to an extent, are, are the three guys I'm looking at. Um, Terrence Mann, I'm not sure why he's not been producing. He's getting some solid time here at 3,900. Uh, I think we can take a shot at him. The upside hasn't been great. Uh, Luke Kennard's kind of overtaken him now and has a bigger price tag. Um, and, hit, and has been playing pretty well, but I do still want to take a chance on, on Terrence Mann here over him. All right, on the Charlotte side of the ball, also, a solid matchup here. Uh, Miles Bridges, 8K. I think that's a, a very solid price tag. He did put up 51 fantasy points against the Lakers. Uh, his lone game against the Clippers this year, he he had a 42 fantasy point game. Um, he had three stocks, 10 combined assists and, and rebounds, and 21 points. Uh, shot particularly poor from the field, 7 of 19. I think you can expect better from him, even though the— Clippers' defense is really good, even without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think 8K is a reasonable price tag for uh, a Bridges in this one. And we know that Gordon Hayward is out. Kelly Oubre is questionable. Um, Plumlee had a monster 17 rebounds in the last one with with two back-to-back games of six assists. Uh, At 4,900, if, again, Oubre is out, I think we could look at him. He played 38 minutes against the Lakers, who tend to go a little bit bigger anyway. Uh, but his minutes the last three have jumped back up, 32, 27, 38 minutes. He was in the low 20s for a little bit, in the teens for a couple bit. Um, not hitting 30 minutes, but he has in, the la- in two of the last three, and that's that's very big here because uh, without Oubre uh, <clears throat> and McDaniels there, less center minutes to go around. P.J. Washington still plays a little bit, uh, but they've been going less small, smaller because also Gordon Hayward's out a lot of minutes in that rotation out. Uh, and that's been helping Plumlee. And if he's going to see minutes in the t- high twenties, low thirties, again, uh 4,900 is a solid price tag for him that you can, you can look at. Um, but I, I do really like uh, bridges here as well. And uh, depending on Oubre might like LaMelo ball. Uh, I do prefer trying to go up for a couple of those Laker guys or, or Trey young, if he plays, um, uh, but if all, a lot of those guys are out, if like Trey Young's out and uh, we're, we're getting less spots here, or someone in that three thirty game misses, uh, might as well take a stab at Lamella Ball in this. But I do prefer Bridges over him at eight at eight hundred dollars less. Uh, and Plumlee's on my radar on this a uh, radar on this side. Jumping on over to the last game at three thirty Eastern Standard Time, we have the Portland Trail Blazers taking on the Chicago Bulls. We have a two twenty seven and a half game total. Um, all the games are within three points here in the in the early going. But the Bulls are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites. We have Lonzo, Caruso, DJJ, Patrick Williams, uh, CJ Ellerby, Lillard, Little, Nance, Zeller, all out. DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., Norman Powell, Robert Covington, all probable for this one. So pretty extensive injury list. Uh, we'll start with Portland. Nurkic has been playing really well, 8-2. I do, ha- uh, I do prefer other people over him, though, uh, so I'm not going to fully go there. Uh, McCollum, Sim- Simons are still in solid spots. Uh, you can look at the opponent rank on the, uh, on DraftKings. You'll see fourth for McCollum, fifth for uh, Simons because the backcourt and the Bulls have been really good, uh, defensively really great, but their backcourt is not playing in this one uh, and they trying to, and they fall off a little bit here uh, without ball, without Caruso. Those are the two best perimeter defenders that gives a big bump. And you, if you look at this and you're not paying fully attention and the fourth and fifth opponent rank, uh, that's not necessarily accurate right now. Uh, so I do really like Simone's and um, McCullum both in the, uh, in, in both spots here. Uh, they're going to have to put up offensive firepower, even with Powell back. Uh, there's just a lot of people out. Um, I think those two, seven and 7K for both those guys, uh, Simons and McCollum, are very solid price tags here. Um, and I don't mind going with either of them, depending on how much flexibility or money that you have uh, to go with. Robert Covington, if he's playing, he's always been pretty solid, $5,500. Uh, two of the last three games, he's put up over 30 fantasy points. And for the last five, uh, for the last six, at least 29.5 fantasy points. So some solid value here to be had very cheaply. Uh, the upside is not crazy. He's not a big scorer. But uh, without Nance, without Little, without Ellerby, I mean, there's just a lot of room for him to have to play. Uh, they don't really have a backup center. It's pretty much him right now. Uh, so he's going to have to be playing a lot. And at 5,500, uh, a guy who could see 35, 36 minutes, the solid price tag to take. Um, yeah, And that's pretty much it on the Portland side of the ball. On the Chicago side of the ball, we have higher price tags. Um, Vooch is in a pretty decent spot at 9-3, but I probably won't go there. Uh, I, I would prefer to go to the guys in L.A., uh, the first game in L.A. But you're looking at DeRozan. You're looking at Levine, both in really very good spots here. Uh, DeRozan had only 38.5 fantasy points against Portland in the first game. Uh shot particularly poor from the field, 7-19. I don't expect him to shoot that poorly again. Uh, Portland's defense has not isn't the greatest, and... uh they're scoring, but I do prefer Zach Levine over him anyway for a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, he did have a pretty solid 44 point fantasy game against these guys and had 30, um, actual points only two assists in that meeting, but now without ball, without Caruso, him and DeRozan have to do a lot more of the heavy lifting in that, in that playmaking department. Um, so I do prefer him to DeRozan, uh, but I, I don't mind either of them. And that's pretty much it. I think everybody else is priced accordingly here. We see, um, Kobe White, priced pretty highly. Uh, AO, under 6K now, and I like that a little bit better, uh, but that's still a little high for me, um, even on a three-game slate that I don't want to pay for him. Uh, best guy on uh, on this side for me is is Levine. If you really want to take a, a chance, um, Javante Green is seeing minutes in the low 20s at 3,400. I think he'll be bring back 15 to 20 points. Uh, that's only if you're going stars and scrubs, but outside of that, you can leave it alone. All right, jumping on over to the... Main slate, the late slate. We have the first game on the docket: the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we have on the spread, we have a two eleven and a half game total, which is easily the lowest of the night. Uh, and then we have the Cavs seven point road favorites. Um, on the injury report, we have Markin, R.J. Rubio, Sexton all out. Uh, Grant, Olenek all out as well. Josh Jackson as questionable. We'll start with Cleveland. This would be a very, very solid matchup for the Cavs. Uh, could get out of hand. They're seven-point road favorites. If they were at home, probably looking at eleven or so. Um, big, big spread here, and and it's a low-scoring uh, spread at two eleven and a half, easily the lowest. Um, Garland eight six. We can look to him. I don't know if this game stays super competitive for him to bring back big value. Uh, first time they played, he shot great from the field, 8 of 14. Uh, and he had 39 actual points or fantasy points, uh, 21 and 7 with a couple steals. Did pretty re- pretty well. I think that's pretty much where we'll see him in the 40s. I uh, don't know a huge value here, so I'll probably lean a little bit away from him. Um, looking at the front court, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. I think both of them are in decent spots. I don't think I'll necessarily go to them, uh, but I do think the spots are pretty solid there. Uh, but at mid-7Ks, probably going to lean a little bit away from them, go with other people. I do like Kevin Love at 6'2". With that Laurie Markkinen, there's just a couple extra minutes to go around for him. Uh, he's playing mid to low 20s, uh, but that is enough for him to produce. And the back-to-back games of 43 actual uh, finishing points, jumped his value back up to 62. I still think that's a pretty solid um price tag for him i think he can get into the 30 point range in this one uh without marketing osmond Akoro take on pretty big bigger roles uh osmond played 34 minutes in the last one which we were hoping for before that where he only played 11 against new york um i think the the minutes are going to be somewhere in the middle of that probably high 20s low 30s though actually i should say uh closer to that last game where he played 34 and he had 23 actual points uh, 17 shots, he took 14 threes. We know he could shoot threes. This is going to be a good matchup for him to take threes. Uh, and at 4K, I think we can. I feel pretty solidly confident in him uh, to bring back value here. I think he's going to play, again, 27 to 33 minutes in this one. I like that. Uh, only 4K. Uh, Isaac Okoro, another guy, 3,900. Uh, Marketing opens up a role for him to be, continue to play. He only took three shots in the last one, uh, but he was starting to pick up the offensive game before um he had to miss some time uh, at the beginning of the month. Hasn't really picked it back up since shots. He only has one game of double-digit shots, Um, but he's been doing enough all around to uh, continue to bring back value at such a cheap price. Uh, So, I'm looking at Love, Jedi, The Last Jedi, and Okoro the most here. Jumping on over to the other side of the ball, we have Detroit. And it's not a great matchup for them. Uh, The Cavs are just really good uh, defensively and, and offensively. They're, they're just a very good unit here. Um, one game that Sadiq Bey played against the Cavs, he had four points. He shot one of 12 from the field, uh, 15 fantasy points. Obviously, I don't expect him to shoot one of 12 from the field again, but going against Evan Mobley, for the most part, I really don't want to attack you. And then you got Jared Allen patrolling in the middle as well. Um, so I, I really don't want to touch anyone here. I think the prices are are... Pretty solid. Uh, if I did want to go somewhere, Isaiah Stewart at 4-5, but he's just been so hit or miss. I would like Trey Lyles as well at 4-8. Um, he's not getting enough time for me to to convince me that he's going to produce here. So um, to keep it easy, I'm not going to touch anybody on Detroit. All right, jumping on over to the big game. We have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we have a 227 and a half game total. The Bucks are six and a half point home favorites. We have, on the injury report, Cousins and Barton, probable, as well as Rodney Hood, Lopez, Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Vlatko Kankar, all out, and George Hill as doubtful. Yeah, kind of mix those up a little bit, huh? Uh, But we'll go with the first game on the docket, or first team, the away team. We have, and this one starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I forgot to say, Uh, but we have Jokic at 12-4, easily the highest paid player on the slate, followed by the guy on the other side of the ball. Uh, but Jokic, if you can afford him, man, you I don't think we have to continue to say what he does because he's just been he, – Jokic, uh, expect 60 points from him um, with some upside here, even in a tough matchup, potential triple-double. And, yeah, yeah, he's just been flat-out fantastic. I don't mind him here. Um, and that Thrive Fantasy bet, 24.5 points. I would expect I would go over. I don't really want to go under and bet against this guy, uh, even if it gives you more uh, ten more points. If you if you hit on the under, very hard to do that to bet to bet against him. All right, moving on from the stud, we have the rest of the lineup. Um, yeah, Gordon Barton Morris. I think they're all fairly priced in this matchup. I don't really want to attack the Bucks um, here. But I, I think they're all fairly priced. Probably not going to have too much exposure to any of these guys outside of uh, Jokic if I do. Um, if I don't, can't pay up for Jokic and I want like a Giannis, uh, then I'll look for a Will Barton though at 5,700 to run it back for. Um, maybe a Austin Rivers too uh, at 3,800. See if he gets extra minutes there. But outside of that, probably not too much exposure here. On the other side of the ball, yeah, we have the 2nd highest price guy on the field uh, in Giannis, and I like his Thrive bet to go over. Uh, the over is the lesser of the plays here. Uh, you get 125 points for going over 11.5 rebounds, only 75 points to go under. Uh, I think he can do the over. Um, he played against these guys one time already. He had 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 24 actual points, uh, and he had 13 rebounds in the last one, 9 before that, 12, 15. So three of the last four, he's hit that. He's averaging uh, 11.3 rebounds, so pretty much on the mark. I think this is a good matchup for him. Outside of Jokic, there's really not much competition for grabbing some rebounds against uh, Denver here. And I don't mind him in this spot as well. Uh, again, if you wanted to run it back, uh, he he had a really solid game against these guys, 54 fantasy points. I think Jokic has slightly more upside, especially since the Bucks have... A lot better surrounding pieces than what the Nuggets have. Um, but I don't mind Jokic here, or Giannis here either. I would prefer to just pay $400 to get Jokic, though. Outside of that, uh, Drew Holiday at 7 6 Good price tag for me. Uh, he's starting to play. He, he, he's fully back here. He's playing minutes in the 30s in the last three games. Um. Uh, after coming back, after missing a couple weeks there, uh, about two exact weeks, he didn't play 30 minutes the first two games back, but last three, 32, 32, 35. So he's starting to be back there on two of those last three games that he played over 30. He's had over 42 fantasy points. Uh, the only game he didn't, they got blown out by Cleveland. And he only played, uh, he only took nine shots. I'm going to chalk that up as uh, not great, but at 7,600, I think, again, 40 points is well within his uh, possibilities here. So I, I do like the matchup. Uh, Monte Morris. Austin Rivers, Bones Highland, not great defenders. Uh, He has a size advantage against them, so I do like him here. and He would be my preferred play of these guys. Um, That's probably the one guy I'm looking at on the top. Uh, And and looking at DiVincenzo lower, especially if George Hill doesn't play. That's just extra minutes. Uh, DiVincenzo's playing minutes in the mid to high 20s now. He's going to ramp back up at only 3,700. I think there's some opportunity to be had here. Um, That's it. Those are the guys I'm looking at there. All right, jumping on over to the next game of the night, we have on the docket, oh, I forgot to mention Pat Connington uh, with Steven Chenzo also. is another guy I'd be looking at to take a chance on under 4K. But now we'll go to Dallas versus Orlando at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the second lowest spread of the night, 213 game total. The Mavs are seven and a half point road favorites. On the injury report, we have nothing for the Mavs. They are on the back end of a back-to-back. But with that said, Porzingis, um, got hurt last night, left the game, did not return. I find it extremely unlikely, and probably during this podcast, he's going to get ruled out for today. I can't imagine he's going to be playing uh, after getting ruled out after 11 minutes of uh, play in the, against, against Indiana last one. So I'm assuming that it's going to get ruled out while I'm on the podcast. But right now, he's not on the official injury report because they haven't sent one. Uh, T- Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be out for a while as well. Uh, and we'll put Sterling Brown... Uh, Questionable. He hasn't played in a few games uh, in in about 10 days. So I'll put him closer to doubtful, but we'll we'll leave him at questionable at the moment. Uh, And on the other side of the ball, the the usual Etwan Moore, Isaac, Hampton, Fultz, Carter, Williams, all out. All right. Jumping on over to the Dallas side of the ball. And again, Porzingis, I'm not including, uh, I'm expecting him out. I'm expecting Brown out as well, Uh, but we'll put both of them as doubtful for now. But that said, Maxi Kleba was already starting next to, uh, Porzingis, but now without Porzingis, we should expect a little bit better. Uh, he did have a nice double, double in the last one, 15 points, 14 rebounds against Indiana last night, uh, 39 fantasy points. I don't expect him to do 14 rebounds again. That's not a uh, particularly part of his game, but he, he can get steals. He can get blocks. Um, he does rebound some and he does hit some shots and hit some threes. Uh, and four of the last five games, he has over 21 fantasy points. Um, uh, so value to be had there at such a cheap $3,700 price tag. Now you have more minutes available for him as well. Uh, possibly more for Dwight Powell also. He might draw the start in this one next to Kleba. Uh, back-to-back games of over 21 fantasy points here at only 3,300. Can take a shot at him. I would expect minutes in the 20s. Uh, Orlando does play two bigs. They have Bamba, Carter Jr. starting. Um, so we might see a Kleba-Powell front court to match that. Um, and that's very solid here. Dorian Finney-Smith. At only 4,500, he's getting a big bump here. He hasn't played minute uh, 30 minutes in the last three, uh, but all three of those games were massive blowouts. Uh, they blew out Indiana last night, they blew out Portland, and they got blown out by Golden State in the last three games. So chalk all three of those scores up as false, or just whatever you want to chalk them up as. Uh, but at 4,500, now there's no Porzingis. He's now the third option on the team outside of Brunson and Luka. I didn't even get to Brunson and Luca uh, because they're both definitely in play here. Uh, no Porzingis. Both of them are going to be taking on a bigger load here. $6,200 for uh, Brunson is a decent price. Um, the upside might not be crazy, especially against this Magic team. Uh, but the matchup, if the game stays close, is very, very solid for him. Uh, and Luca is going to be doing more heavy lifting than normal here. Um, the one game he played against the Mavs, he had only 38 in it. Or about thirty-nine fantasy points. Didn't have many assists, only three. Uh, expect that to change here. The ball is going to be in his hands a lot, and he's going to take control of here of this. So I expect fifty-plus points, um, and he's an option if you don't want to pay up for for a Jokic here. A very good option as well. Uh, Reggie Bullock should be playing extra minutes here. Not really interested in in him though. On the other side, uh, Orlando. Even without Porzingis, this is one of the better defensive teams. Uh, after the first month of the season, This team, the, the Mavericks have been fantastic defensively. So not anybody in particular is sticking out as a must-play. Uh, Cole Anthony is now dropped all the way to 6,600. Uh, he's pretty much been around there, but he was very high up early in the year when he was balling out. Last two games have been pretty solid. He had a 52-point uh fantasy game in there, and then a 33-point fantasy game. Uh, 20 assists combined and and 12 rebounds combined in those last two games against Detroit and the Clippers. I think this one's a little bit different. Don't really fully want to go to him here, but without Porzingis, it it does get you, uh, make you a boost. But Jalen Suggs, outside of those last two games, has been taking on more of a facilitator role, and that's what dinged his value up a little bit. They're kind of trading off on that. Uh, The last two games have been Cole Anthony, and uh, the three games before that with Jalen Suggs, we're, taking on, we're getting more assists and, and taking on more responsibility, ball handling and playmaking. Uh, so they're kind of canceling each other out, and their price tags are are pretty solid at the moment that I don't feel that I need to attack that. Uh, Mo Bamba, though, is a guy at 5,600 that I'm interested in, especially without Porzingis. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Kleba, probably see a lot of Powell because they play two big lineups. Um, and if he sees 30 minutes like he has, he did last game and he did a few games ago, uh, we know the upside is there to hit 40 points. He had 37 last night. In the last game, he played 30. He had 49. So I do expect him to play a little bit more minutes here. I do hope he hits the 30-minute the mark, at least 28. Uh, and I expect nice return here at 5,600. He'd be my favorite play on this side of the ball. All right. Uh, jumping on over to the next game, we have at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Utah Jazz taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we have for a spread... A 228 game total, and it is a pick'em. Pick uh, on the injury report. We have Bolmiro out, Rudy Gobier out, Mitchell, Trent Forrest, D'Angelo Russell, Josh Akogi, Patrick Beverly, all questionable. We will start with the Jazz. They are the away team. Uh, Hassan Whiteside 6400. It's a good matchup. Uh, He's getting a lot of minutes. We know the production that he could have. He hasn't really brought it back in the last three. Not two of them were against Phoenix. One of them was against Memphis. This is still a tough matchup. He's going to be going against against Cat, but I expect a actual double double in this one, uh, which he hasn't had in two of the last three games that he's gotten uh, the minutes in in since uh, Gobert has been out. Um, I don't think he's a bad play though. I would he's, if he's seeing thirty four minutes. So. I do expect a double-double. I expect a couple more blocks. A tough matchup, yes, but uh, it's not a bad price tag to take a chance on him here. Uh, and then it, it, Mitchell, it, it, that's very dependent on is he going to play or is he not. Uh, he's been in the concussion protocol for uh, 12 days now. This would be the thir- day 13. So uh, if he plays at under 9K, he's in play. And I really don't want to go after anybody else. Um, he should take on a big usage role again and – we have to see how that integrates with everybody else with their price bumps. Uh, Conley's near 7K. Clarkson's near 7K. Uh, Bago is, is over 62. Uh, Ingles, don't really want to touch him anyway, but that'll make me not want to touch anybody else. If Mitchell is out, then it kind of changes things a little bit. Uh, I like Whiteside better with Mitchell also. But if Mitchell is out, um, then you can take start taking a look at maybe a Clarkson, uh, maybe a Bogdanovich. Uh, maybe a Royce O'Neal, but I, I really, to be honest, not fully in love with them either Either or. Um, I really like Mitchell, and it bumps up Whiteside's value as well. All right, jumping on over to Minnesota. Uh, Russell, Beverly, two guys we got to keep an eye on. Two open starting spots again if they're out. Uh, we saw Jalen Noel get the start in the last one. Uh, he only played 15 minutes, though, in that one. He was playing more off the bench, which was very weird. Uh, but again, if there's no Russell, I don't expect that to happen again. Uh, and we can take a look at him at 4,100 if he gets another starting spot. Uh, Beasley caught fire in the last one. If there's no Beverly, there's no Russell. There's more minutes for him to get high 20s, low 30s. Uh, another chance you could take at under 4K. Uh, McDaniels has been starting for Beverly. Uh, he is only... 3,400 3, if you want a guy in the high 20s, low 30s. Again, with a almost near bare minimum, you can take a chance on him, but his offensive game is not great. Uh, so don't really want to look at him there. Uh, but if there's no Russell, there's no Beverly, a lot of this falls to Towns and Edwards. Towns against Whiteside, who we know Whiteside is just not the greatest defender, very lackadaisical, I think that's a good matchup here. Um, I do prefer to try and pay up for other guys if you can, but what Towns is going to be in a good matchup. no go beer and a lot of uh, Hassan Whiteside. And and Edwards, is he just, uh, two out of the last three games, he has 60-plus fantasy points, uh, and then he has a 49-point game sprinkled in there. A ton of shots, a ton of extra usage here, 16 assists in the last two games. There's no Russ. Uh, Russell, he would be my preferred play on this team at only 8,500, uh, and I think that's a, a great value for him. Uh, if there is Russ, at dings everybody up a little bit, you know, Russ is going to, uh, Russell's going to get his, his usage, his, his playmaking, uh, ball handling there. Uh, so a lot less usage to go around for a guy like Edwards, but I still think that, uh, he would be my preferred play over Russell here. And that's likely it. Uh, Vanderbilt isn't a solid spot, but I don't really want to go there either. Um, I just want to look at Edwards depending on if Russell and Beverly are out. Um, or if Russell's out, and if Beverly's out also, you can take a look, take some chances on Noel and Beasley, preferably. All right, last game of the night. We have the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Phoenix Suns uh, at 8.30 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have on the injury report, or on the uh, spread, a 2.32 game total, which is the highest of the night. Uh, very weird when you're seeing the Suns. But the Suns are nine and a half point home favorites. And the Spurs um, have Murray, Pirtle, White, all out. And up up uh, in protocols right now. The Suns, Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarich, all out. McGee, Crowder, Aiton, all questionable. Uh, those guys haven't played in a little bit. But Start with the Sun or the Spurs. They are the away team. They're missing their three highest price players. Three of their five starters. Uh their three best players. So yeah, a lot to go around here. Um Drew Eubanks right off the bat. Three K should start. Should see minutes in the 20s. Uh very solid play here, even against Phoenix. Whether whoever is starting at center, bare minimum three K. Yep. I like that. Uh is going to get extra minutes as well, but I prefer Eubanks. We, he usually does start. Um pops doing when pop does the rest uh Devin vassal should take on a bigger load here uh 4100 i really like him he's gonna be one of my favorite plays i know murray no white Uh i know primo i know trey jones are gonna get a lot of minutes here at both positions but i I prefer vassal i prefer to pay up and get the sell here uh speaking of trey jones i prefer him over josh primo too he's another guy uh At the bare minimum, 3K that I'll take a chance on, but I do prefer Eubanks if we're just going straight value instead of positions uh, over him because I know it's it's more secure there. Uh, Lonnie Walker, 3,400. Keldon Johnson in in the 5Ks. Uh, Both these guys are going to have to take on a bigger role. Um, I mean, they're just resting everybody. They're resting their three best players, so you can take chances on these guys. Uh, Four point per dollar. I prefer Vassell the most. Uh, Drew Eubanks, I, I really like him there. Uh, Keldon Johnson at 5'4", I prefer him over a Lonnie Walker for 2K more. Um, and then Trey Jones, I don't mind taking a chance on. But Vassal and Eubanks would be the guy that I'm hanging my hat on here. And then everybody else, uh, just take a chance on. I'm not going to take a chance on Primo. I prefer Trey Jones over him. I prefer Lonnie Walker at the same price over him a lot more. Um, probably not going to go to McDermott. We We just know who he is. He doesn't really do anything else even with the bigger role. Uh, but Keldon Johnson could produce here. Uh, but Vassal is the guy the most for me on the other side of the ball. I don't particularly know. Uh, I don't expect this to be a two thirty-two game total spread. Um, and nine and a half is probably on the money, but now it's probably 14. I mean, they're, they're wrestling their three best players, the Spurs. Uh, this was probably already an eight point spread anyway with the Suns at home. Um, I really don't expect in to play, McGee maybe, Crowder maybe, but I don't expect that even if any of them play, I don't expect them to play a lot, so I'm going to cancel them out already. Um, Biombo at 5'8", makes some sense. If no one's playing, there's no Pirtle. You're going to get a lot of Eubanks. You're going to get a lot of Landale. Um, so makes more sense to play him here now at 5'8". Still like other people better. Uh, Booker, Paul, nine, five, or 9'8", and 9'5". Uh, I really don't want to pay this price tag. I don't know how particularly close this game's going to be for them to have to play 30 minutes. They might play 27. They can still honestly have value against this backup Spurs squad in that uh, Spurs defense isn't great to begin with, and now you're just benching everybody uh, that makes their defense respectable-ish uh, or near respectability. Um, Cam Johnson, 5,900, I do like him. And that's probably it. Probably just going to play some Cam, maybe some Biombo uh, If we get news early, um, maybe a Crowder if he does start, but or or play. But uh, I I really don't want to take a lot of chances on a lot of the Phoenix guys with their their prices so high, uh, especially knowing that it's it is a fantastic matchup. But I I think they're just going to blow them out. If they were on the road, might be a little closer. But at home, they're they're going to blow them out with whoever they play. All right. That does it for our um, thing here. And I, I forgot to mention a couple things. Drew Holiday, uh, I'll throw some other Thrive Fantasies. Forgot about them. Uh, Drew Holiday, four and a half assists. Like, I, I think that's very easy to go over. Um, Cole Anthony, probably go under on the points and assists at 100. Keldon Johnson, probably go over four and a half rebounds. Uh, under for Devin Booker, again, points, rebounds, assists. I just don't know if they play enough there. Uh, Mike Conley going to go under and see if Mitchell plays. Do that early, lock that in early. If he plays, good. If he doesn't, I still don't know if he's going to beat 17 and a half points. So uh, I think the under is very, very solid there. And Luca probably go, goes over points and, and assists or points and rebounds, 35 and a half. I would expect him to go over without uh, Porzingis, who I'm already just going to say is out. All right, we'll go to our favorite tiered players of the night. Um, we'll do we'll do the main slate here. Uh, I, I guess I can go. Couple. We'll go we'll go the first slate real fast. Uh, favorite high price player in the first slate. Uh, stick with a point per dollar type of guy. Uh, Zach Levine, eighty five hundred. Great matchup against Portland. Uh, I think he's going to put up forty five to fifty fantasy points in here. Uh Portland's backcourt was never great. A little bit better. Uh, Simons is still small, just like Little Drus. They can take big time advantage of this. Uh, favorite mid-tier player on that slate. <clears throat> Oof. Um, don't love the mid-tier. Probably gonna lean more towards uh oh no, actually uh Simons, 7K. Uh bat run it back against Levine. I really like that price tag. Him and McCollum are both in very solid spots. I'll go with Simone's uh, $500 discount there. And my favorite value play of the night, I think there's two. Uh, Well, there's a few, but depending on who's in, who's out, Bogdanovich would be one. I don't know if Trey Young's playing or not, so I'm just going to X that and won't won't count him here. Uh, Malik Monk, $4,500. Love that price tag. I already know that there's no LeBron, uh, so he's going to start, and I, and I really like that. Uh, would jump up right to Bogdanovich just in, if there's no Trey Young, but uh, we don't know that particularly at this moment. All right, jumping on over to the main slate, uh, the five game slate favorite high price play. Uh, I guess the cop-out would be Jokic, and he, he honestly is the best play here. Uh, I, I expect another triple double. Yeah, the the Bucks, as good as they are. Uh, without Brooke Lopez, you can still get to him in the in the front court now. Uh, 12-4. I'm very much in line to pay that. I think there's a lot of value, especially on whatever the Spurs have rolling out by the by the start of the game time. Uh, that you don't have to really worry about Jokic, and you know, 60 points is coming. You you just know it with some upside there. So love Jokic here. Uh, I'll be willing to pay every cent of that. Favorite mid-tier play of this slate. And I think there's quite a few, uh, but I'll run it right back. Drew Holiday, seven 7'6". A uh, couple games of 40 points since he's come back from that layoff on getting minutes in the 30s. Love the matchup here. Backcourt against uh, the Nuggets. I think he can exploit that. Uh, I think he's going to hit 40-plus points again here, and that's very solid uh, value for him. Favorite cheap play of the night. I mean, pick your spur pretty much, but I'm going to go with Vassell. Uh, 4,100, even against a tough Spurs team. Uh, there's not going to be White. There's not going to be Murray. You, you can even throw Pertle in there, but uh, none of the, those two guys are out. Vassal should easily exceed 4,100, um, and there's big-time upside here. You might not hit that big-time upside, but you should easily get your value here, and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, and Then you can pay up for Jokic. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Peace.